That's the work ethic they had. Yeah. That's the work ethic that they taught others around them. Yeah. But you got to be really, really careful in this business not to let that freedom get the best of you. So with great and freedom, with great freedom comes great responsibility. Absolutely. the Senior Life Insurance Company Home Office. This is episode six of our podcast, and we are all fired up. Today, we've got an amazing, amazing guest, one of our RVPs, definitely a veteran with our company and in the industry, Mr. Russ. Russ, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great, Thomas, and thank you for having me. It's it's really great to be here and, and, and a pleasure. Definitely. It's always, always a pleasure to be in your presence, Russ. You're always such an amazing and positive person, always so upbeat, uh, somebody I've known for you know, 10 years since I've been with the company. Uh, but you've been in final expense for a while now. You've been in the in the industry for a while. We were just kind of talking off mic since uh, mm-hmm. since the late 80s. How did you get involved in final expense to begin with? Actually, in the very beginning, I, I was actually a staff manager with a home service company that Dale and I both worked with, by mm-hmm. the way. And um, I had an agent that worked with me. And uh, he was, uh, you know, what I would call a mediocre agent, if you want to know the truth. Right, yeah. And... Um, was not really good at selling, pretty mm. good at collecting. And uh, I was going to work with him, and one day he he decided he was going to leave me. He was going to leave that company and go into commission sales doing final expense. Mm. Of course, my reaction to him was, man, you're going to starve to death. You can't even sell what we're selling now. <laughs> well, it rolled right. home, right. rocked on for several weeks, and you know he got to showing me his paychecks. Mm. The old adage, we hear a lot of our guys now talk about recruiting with their paycheck, right. but really that's what brought me into the final expense market, um, having an opportunity to see what this guy was making, and I said, hey, if he can make that much, mm. I'll triple that. Yeah. And so that led me to the final expense market back in 1988. Wow. What was it, though, like that really clicked with you? Because anytime you get involved and you, and you change endeavors and things like that, there is an adjustment period. So when was it that, you know, you, you, you made the decision to be there, you knew you were going to do well in it, but when was the moment you knew, like, this is where I'm going to stay in this industry? Well, I think probably if you, if you move the clock forward right. um, to around 1994, Okay. You know, that's when it really clicked for me. I actually only worked in the final expense market about two years. Okay. And I actually left. And and it's an amazing thing how the good Lord just takes you back to things. But mm-hmm. in 1994, is I came back to the final expense market. By that time, Dale and Ron had formed, you know, their agency. Yeah. And uh, and I called uh, Dale and asked him, I said, hey, have, have you got room for one more? <laughs> right. And, uh, of course, we knew we had worked together some in the past. And, the opportunity was there, but I think in 1994, when when things were were they were already in the midst of building an agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was about being tired of living from paycheck to paycheck. Right. You know, I knew what the opportunity was like, and um, you know, and and wanted to take advantage of that. Mm. What what caused you to leave for those? Because you said you were in it for two well, years and then came back a few years later. What was right. the why'd you leave? Well, in actuality, it it was funny. My wife. At that point in time, we had a a 10-year-old son, uh, my son, Matt, who actually (laughs) works with us now. Right. And, you know, for her, it it was not 
really working out me traveling because we travel then. Yes. Um, you know, we would leave home on Monday mornings, come back home Wednesday night or Thursday night after mm. we'd went out of town and worked our leads. And, yeah. you know, she was just at a point, we were at a point then in, in our lives that that didn't work out for her. Right. And, you know, as it, as it worked, the other side of that too, my son, I was always raised on the ball fields yeah. with my <laughs> father being the coach. Right. And, and I had an opportunity there to coach Matt in mm -hmm. baseball. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, life's too short. Right. I'm going to do that. I'm going to be there for my son like my dad was for me. Absolutely. So I actually uh, took a back-to-the-home service business mm -hmm. right there in Moultrie where I was there locally and able to do those things with him. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, definitely for your family, you got to make those sacrifices, and sometimes you have to give up. Uh, large financial gain to right. gain more time. That's always a part of it. Uh, but then you come back. You come back. What, what makes you come back then? Well, the, the 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 living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Knowing that there was something better out there, having experienced it, you know, for a couple of years there, knowing there was something better, knowing and trusting in Dale and Ron Powell mm -hmm. for what they were doing and what they built. You know, I was actually in a position that I could see what they had going on. Yeah. You know, and I, and I wanted to be a part of that. Um, but... You know, my wife and I, we were at a point then, in, in, in all honesty, that, that we were living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. We had a, I had a job. Yeah. You know, we always use the analogy that stands for just over broke. <laughs> right. and, and that's right. where we were. We right. were just over broke. Right. And, and I told my wife then, I said, look, if you'll give me 12 months, mm -hmm. you focus on the things here at the house. If, if the plumbing tears up, you call the plumber, don't call me. Right. If the car tells up, tears up, call the mechanic, don't call me. Right. So, you know, we took that and I and I focused on what we were doing. And quite frankly, the the blessings have been very, very fruitful since that time. And mm -hmm. it's just it started back then. You know, it became a passion. Right. You you were talking about how did you know it became a passion? You know, okay. I, not many people really live to work. Right. But I can say for the last twenty four and a half years. I've really lived to work. <laughs> I enjoy it that good. You said whenever you made the commitment to your wife to get back into the industry, to get back into final expense, to work with Ron and Dale, you gave yourself like 12 months is what you just said. What was what did that mean? Did you, what was well, the kind of goal that you had in 12 months? The, the thing that I wanted to do, I told her in 12 months I'd have us out of debt. Okay. We wouldn't know anybody. Okay. If she would give me that focus. Well, funny thing happened if, if I mean, I guess a little testimonial here, you know, <laughs> right. six months later, we're buying new cars, <laughs> <laughs> Right. you know, nine months later, we bought a new house, Right. went from having a, a $200 a month house payment to a thousand dollar a month house payment. Okay. And that's way back when, but the reality of it is, you know, it, it changed our lives. Mm. The opportunity literally changed our lives and put us in a position that quite frankly we could do just about whatever we wanted to do right you know i'll be honest with you there was a while there when when i started in this business i didn't think this was real okay i, I really I, I called ron one day i said man this ain't right <laughs> right <laughs> he said what are you talking about i said man the money that i'm making i said i'm mm. not supposed to be making this much money oh wow i felt guilty oh wow because my income had just went out the roof. Right. And and I couldn't believe the things that we, you know, we were buying whatever we wanted to. And Ron says, well, hey, don't worry about it. That'll pass too. Once you get everything <laughs> bought up, then you'll start saving some of that. Uh, right, right. But the reality of it is it changed our lives. Mm. And, and it's continued to change our lives. And, and I know it has many, many others. I mean, I've had an opportunity to work with some people and work with some people now. 
that this business has really changed their lives and give them a chance to do things that they never thought was possible. Mm, definitely. You know, but it, it's just a, it was just a great opportunity, an opportunity, Thomas, to, to, to take care of my family. Yeah, definitely. And that was the big motivational thing yeah. was, was to take care of them, quit living from paycheck to paycheck, and have something in life. And you were already seeing results that large. Just You gave yourself 12 months. I gave yourself a year. And in half that time, you were already seeing those kinds well, of results. The first full year that I worked, I was actually very fortunate. Yes. Well, I say very fortunate. And, and I worked hard. Yeah. But I, I led the company that we worked with. And mm -hmm. back in 1995, I was the top producer they had nationwide. Mm -hmm. I was so focused on what I was doing, and it became such a passion. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to play a lot of golf. There okay. was a point in time that I played a lot of golf, and I had a passion for that golf. Mm -hmm. And I took that passion that I had for playing golf and brought it to this business in 1994. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I mean, it, it, it really was, was rewarding. Definitely, definitely. So what was it like? I mean, just because, you know, in the 90s, in the glory days, you say like 95 to, to just 2000, just before they, they purchased Senior Life and started Senior Life. What was that like for, during that time for you? Well, you know, it, it was really, really gratifying in that, that we were a family. Mm. I mean, quite frankly, when we would go on the road back in those days, right. Dale and Ron were traveling with us. Yeah. You know, we'd go out on the road. We'd get a motel room. Some of the, the older guys, Mitch, who's, mm -hmm. who's still with us, of course, Mike. We would all go on the road. We'd get in a hotel room, and there might be twenty of us in one hotel. <laughs> wow. I, I remember not one hotel room, right? But uh, but in one hotel, yeah. And I mean, it was just a family atmosphere. Okay, you would get excited about going off on Monday mornings. You'd come home to your wife, and there was a lot of excitement there because you couldn't wait to get home <laughs> right. to see your wife. Keep it real. But, but by Monday morning, right? You know, you were excited to get back with the guys. Yeah, and, definitely. And it was fun. We made it fun back then. It was more of a game. It was more just having fun, mm -hmm. a family atmosphere. And, and we still have somewhat of that family atmosphere. We just don't travel together and, so to speak, live together like right, we right, used to. Right. But uh, when you were going to the hotel rooms, you knew what – we were in regular routines, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean – you know, we knew every Monday night we were going to all eat supper together. Everybody would right. wait everybody wait for everybody at the hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. We'd go out and eat supper together on Monday nights. Now, Tuesdays and Wednesday nights, not so much. Right. You know, if you happened to be in and somebody was there, you'd go grab a bite with them. Or, or you'd stop somewhere and bring something back. Mm -hmm. But it, it was that camaraderie, that family atmosphere, mm -hmm. the, the, the working together. It was a team, and, mm -hmm. and we worked almost exclusively as teams right then. Right. Yes, it was competitive. Right. I, I mean, you know, everybody wanted to, you wanted to do better than whoever else was with you. Yeah. And I think that's what, that part of it is what made it so much fun. I got you. I got you. Now, speaking of competition and being competitive, you are very much involved in your community in Moultrie, Georgia. Right. For the people watching, Moultrie is just up the road. It's, it's pretty much about the size of Thomasville, and it's about, about 15, 20 minutes from where we're at right now at the home office. Uh, what kind of involvement are you with, with the local sports and the teams uh, in Moultrie? Well, I, of course, enjoy our football up there, and, and, and I'm really a fan mm -hmm. of, of all high school sports. I've coached um, baseball and football for in the recreation department up there for about 21 years, oh, wow. and and 
just recently, like two years ago, I think was the last year, not last summer, the summer before last, was the last year that I actually coached. But oh, wow. I have in the past. I mean, there was a time for about nine years I did the radio broadcast. I did the announcing mm -hmm. for a little um, AM radio station that we had there on the football games mm -hmm. for about nine years. I still do the PA announcing for our high school baseball team now. Okay. And, you know, I enjoy being around – being around young people and seeing them. Mm -hmm. um, I have a fellow not long ago, he asked me, he says, you know, why are you still doing this? Because, yes, my son, Matt, I coached him, mm -hmm. like I said, back in the early 90s. Then I had a nephew come along, and that got me back involved in the baseball. Okay. Well, you know, after that, it would be, hey, why don't you stay hang around and help me coach? Mm -hmm. and, and I did. For years, I coached without anybody that was in any relationship to me okay just friends right you know and one thing i learned about that it helped me to be a better coach because you know i treated everybody the same way mm -hmm. in that regard and it really really helped and i enjoyed it and you know my philosophy in that was somebody asked me why do you do that why do you still do it mm -hmm. well i love the game of baseball right. i love being around young people and you know the one thing i know in this world is we talked about earlier the success that you can have in this business and the money you make. Well, I already know that when I die, mm -hmm. nobody's going to remember me for how much money I had. Right. But if if there's one thing that I can impart to one of those young people out there on the baseball field or mm -hmm. out there on the football field, that 20 years from now when I'm dead and gone, they can say, well, Coach Russ told me so-and-so. Right. You know, you don't do that. You, you do it right. Yeah. And, you know, that can leave a legacy for a lifetime. Absolutely. You, you don't you know, they're not going to remember how much money I had. They're not going to really remember me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, you guys, some of the young guys around here might say, you remember old Russ? <laughs> <laughs> but the reality of it is, I mean, it's it's just fun to be out there with those kids, and it's it's fun to think that you can be a part of their lives. Definitely. And you but I love the community. And you've actually uh, coached some some kids that wind up going and playing sports in, in major college uh, teams. and. and, and I have, in fact, a couple of guys. One, uh, if you'd like, some Aubrey McCarty mm -hmm. is actually uh, played college baseball. He is at, he actually played for FAMU. Oh wow! Several a couple of years ago, and uh, signed a minor league contract. He's there. Andrew Wallace. There've been multiple young mm -hmm. men that have went on to play college baseball. Definitely. And we coached them through the rec department league. You know, wow. There. That's yep. amazing. Sure is. Because it's all about impact. It's all about legacy. Do you feel like uh, your career in final expense, your time with Ron, your time with Senior Life, that that's one of the things that allowed you to have that time to where you can pour back into your community, especially with well, the kids? There's no question about that. In fact, I was I was reading something this week, and, and it talked about self-discipline. Mm. You know, and, and you see so many people that are self-disciplined if you are self-disciplined, it does give you the freedom to be able to do the things you want. Mm. If you're not self-disciplined, you become a slave to bad habits. Right. And, and I see so many people in this business that have become slaves to bad habits mm. that they don't have any freedom. Right. Because if you're a slave to a bad habit, instead of going out there and getting on that set of leads and following the system, being out there making that first call at 9 or 9.30 every morning, you know, uh, you know, the reality of it is you say, oh, I got to run by the bank today. And you're one, two, three o'clock making that first call because you've developed bad habits. Right. You know, oftentimes the, the, the really the secret to this business is being self-disciplined. Hmm. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, one of the things that we have is our freedom. You know, and that's a blessing. Definitely. The other side of it is freedom is also a curse in this business 
Because if you're not disciplined enough to, to do what you need to do, that freedom will eat you alive. Wow. It'll create bad habits. Yeah. And, and when you do that, you, you're pretty much going to be out of the business. Because you, yeah. have to, you have to stay focused on what you're here to do. Yeah. You know, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter. In doing what we do and, and what I try to get the people around me to understand is you have to focus on this business just like you would if you were going to a job that you were punching a clock. Right. You know, our system entails, and, and it's developed over time, the trial and error, going back to, to the 80s, the 90s. Yeah. I mean, it, it's being at that first call by 9 to 9.30 on, on Monday morning, mm -hmm. staying out there till an hour after dark. And, yeah. and I'm not saying anybody go in a house at dark, but you get to that last call in the evening at dusk dark, you finish up, it's dark. Yeah. You know, you do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and you can't help but be successful in this business. There it is. So, I mean, if you follow that, that's the tried and true method that really, in my opinion, is that is what built mm -hmm. Senior Life Insurance Company. Right. You know, and, and that was a credit to Dale and Ron because that's that's the work ethic they had. Yeah. That's the work ethic that they taught others around them. Yeah. But you got to be really, really careful in this business not to let that freedom get the best of you. So with great freedom, with great freedom comes great responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. So what it, when it comes to that, what, what what kept you motivated all of those years? Like, was there an aha moment? Was there were you already just self disciplined and you just kept with it? Like, what was it? Because uh, discipline sometimes is not a natural thing for people. Sometimes it's a learned experience. So what was it for you? Well, I I think the biggest thing for me is going back to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Being in the financial situation that I was when I first started. Yeah. Okay. You know, making that commitment to my wife, wanting to fulfill that commitment and that promise that I made her yeah. that I would get us in a financial situation that, that we'd never seen before. Mm. And I think really and truly I developed the habit. You mm. see back when I first started and this is going back to 1994, most of the agents, when I joined back up with Dale and Ron, mm. most of the agents were going out working Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. They were heading home right. on Wednesday night. Right. Because of that commitment I made to my wife, I said, I'm going to stay Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And Thursday, yeah. Funny thing happened. What we learned back then, production-wise, for every day that you were committed to working, mm -hmm. you were going to produce approximately $1,000. Right. So back then, uh, you know, we had people that were producing $3,000. We had some people that have exceptional weeks mm -hmm. that would have four and $5,000 occasionally. Right. But what happened by adding that extra day, it my production when I led the company I averaged forty four hundred dollars a week that mm, year right. in production. Well, people then started seeing that, you know. But it became that discipline that created the habit. There it is. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. You know, once it got to that point for me, then you know I didn't know any different. Mm. I was just so laser focused, and I knew when I left home on Monday morning that I was not coming back till I had the job done on right. Thursday. Right. I had committed goals. Mm -hmm. I rode in my car. I had a pad that that won the stick on pads that yeah. stuck to the windshield. Back then, you know, I had a I had a goal of three thousand dollars a week, and I wrote that on that pad every Monday morning along with my mileage right. to keep up with my mileage. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and every time I'd write an app, I'd subtract that production 
right. from that goal. Right. So I was not going to come home till I had at least 3,000. Wow. Now, if it was Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock and I had 3,000, Still not going home. See, right. Not going home till Thursday evening. Right. Right. You know, but and and that's how I'd wind up writing four and five thousand dollars a week. You know, I think back in nineteen ninety four there was four straight months that produced a little over twenty five thousand dollars a month. Oh wow. You know, and that was all in the field. Right. In fact, I can tell you it was in Orlando, Florida. Oh wow. <laughs> I mean that that I worked about nine months in Orlando, Florida the year I led the company. Oh wow. And uh but but it's it's about Having that self-discipline, first of all, making that commitment, mm -hmm. and then making it a habit. Definitely. Once you make it a habit, it, it it's just it's just there. It's just there. You don't think about it anymore. Right. You right. just do it. It's just it's habitual. You just continue to do it because it's That's natural it. at that point. So yeah. we talk about legacy. We talked about coaching. You mentioned your son a couple times, Matt. Uh, Matt is actually a an agent with the company. He He's worked with you for quite some time. What is that like? You know, you go from coaching him on the ball field to coaching right. him in the industry. What what got him involved to begin with? Was it seeing your success? Was it just wanting to be like his dad? What was well, it? Well, you know, I, I would like to think it was wanting to be like his dad, right. but I really think that he, he actually went to Valdosta State. Mm -hmm. Back then it was Valdosta State College. It's Valdosta State University now. When he came out of college, he got ready to get married. Mm. And he was actually uh, putting in resumes to go to work at different places. Right. Well, he knew what what we did. And, you know, everywhere that he would put in a resume, you know, the top that they would start him at back then was around $30,000. Mm. And, um, you know, he came to me one day. He says, Dad, can I make that much money working with you? Can I make more than that? And, of course, we were having the success that we were then. And I said, absolutely. Yeah. You know, here's the deal. You know, we can do that, but you're going to have to do what I tell you. You're going to have to let me, let me, let me teach you. Right. Well, the funny thing about it, it wasn't long. He knew more about it than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, he has done a tremendous job. He, he went to work, and, you know, his first year he had a six-figure income. Oh, wow. And, uh, and working with us. So, you know, he's, he knows what to do in this business and, and has done well at it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. With that in mind, though, you know, you – did extraordinarily well in the 90s. You've been with Ron and Dale since then. You know, you were here whenever Senior Life started on the very first day, you know, and you still recruit at a high level. You still produce personally and as a group at a high level. Uh, with renewals, with residual income, you don't really need to at this point. So what is it that makes you continue Whenever you really, I mean, honestly, you really don't have to at this point. What what keeps you going? What keeps you bringing these agents on board? What keeps you producing? Because you're still doing numbers, well, still. Well, it's, I told somebody, and, and, and I know I'm full of cliches, okay? <laughs> but, uh, but it's still the thrill of victory uh, and the agony of defeat. Uh, it's still, you know, I still love the game. I still love the chase, the right, hunt. Right. I mean, call it what you will. I mean, I know all those are cliches, mm -hmm. but but I still I think it goes back to what we were talking about a while ago. You know, I developed some habits. I'll be quite honest with you. I wouldn't know what to do today. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't even know how I, to retire. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I, I've often I've told my wife I'm not quitting work. Yeah. I'm gonna work till the day I leave this world, or or physically no longer able to do it. I love this business mm. that much. And I still have a passion for it. Now, I will say, you know, it is one of those things that, yes, you know, it's not something you have to do at this point. Right. Um, but it's something that I love doing. Yeah. And, and I love, I, I think I've gotten to the point for me, you know, one of the 
it's going back to the the coach in me mm-hmm. and wanting to impart something on those young men, those 9, 10, 11, 12-year-olds when you're coaching a ball field. It works pretty much the same way here because really what we do when it comes to building an organization, the recruiting part of it, the training part of it, we're really just coaches. Yeah, definitely. It's, we're doing the same thing. Definitely. And so I think for me – you know, seeing other people be successful mm-hmm. really means more to me than my success at this point. Wow, yeah. But the reality of it is when you help those people be successful, you know, it just pushes you along. Yeah, definitely. Those production numbers just come. But if you're helping somebody that you work with build and grow their organization, mm-hmm. it just naturally helps you build and grow your organization. Definitely. But it, it is still that passion. Yeah. The, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. I still love, you know, being in the field. I was in Atlanta. I've been in Atlanta the last two days. Yeah. Now, we did some training yesterday up there with the group, uh, myself and a couple other guys. Uh, well, Tim White. Brandon Owens went with me, and we went up. We did some training up there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's really, uh, uh, you know, it's still about loving the business. Definitely. It's still about wanting to get up every morning and make a difference. Definitely, definitely. So, talked about the past, talking about the present. What do you see, what's the future of your agency? Well, I think we're just going to continue to build and grow. I, I'm really, really proud of, of everybody that I'm associated with. And, you know, it's it's like I told them the other week, I'm, I'm here to help them. Mm-hmm. You know, and the reality of it is we've got some great people that that I think at this point are really starting to blossom Definitely. and come on mm-hmm. that I think they're just going to – the sky's the limit for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can see some of the people that I am fortunate enough to work with right now that 10 years from now, they'll be in a similar situation that I've been in the past mm-hmm. where financially it's not about that anymore. Right. It's about helping others. Definitely. But I see some of those guys that are really, you know, they're plugged in, they're, they're doing what needs to be done to be successful. And, and, and again, that helps us as a group as a whole grow now. Definitely. You know? um, and continuing with the future theme, you know, being with Ron and Dale in the past, being one of the pillars of senior life that you are, where do you see senior life insurance company in the future? Well, you know, I learned a long time ago. Ron's Ron was a pretty smart fellow. Mm-hmm. Ron's already been the always to me been the visionary of this company. He can he can see into the future. Yes, <laughs> I used to tell him he had X ray vision. He was Superman because <laughs> he could see things that I couldn't see. Yeah, you know, and and he made a statement years ago about wanting to become the Walmart of the final expense market. Mm. Well, I look around and I think it's happening right before our eyes. Definitely, you know, and when I say that. You know, I look at some things that I see going on. Some of the uh, the mindset tour thing that we did in Atlanta. You know, that was a great thing. And I know we got some of those going on again in the month of April. Mm-hmm. And looking forward to that. In fact, uh, we're going to have one over in Montgomery. And, mm-hmm. you know, anybody that sees this, we'd be more than happy to have you come join us. Definitely. In Montgomery on the 19th at 10 a.m. Central Time over there. <laughs> there it to, is. Uh, to, uh, to join us on the Mindset Tour and, and share with you about the opportunity that we have available here with Senior Life. But but I see us becoming the Walmart, mm-hmm. for choice of a better word. That's the way Ron referred to it. But I look around at our competitors mm-hmm. And, you know, when people are talking about you, you're mm. making a difference. Mm. Yeah. And, and yeah. We're, the, we're the buzzword right now in the final expense market. Yeah. Uh, after we had the mindset tour in Atlanta, now we're seeing these other companies. They're spotting around. They're knowing that they know that we're doing some of the satellite seminars in remote yeah. locations. Definitely. Well, I'm getting emails and, and, and constant contact and 
uh, those things just about every week yeah. of one of our competitors trying to follow in the footsteps of the things that we're doing. Yeah. So I think that I'm I'm seeing it unfold. I think others are seeing it unfold. And, and I think we're going to be the pillar of the final experience community. I think that, you know, the opportunity is there with the technology we have, mm-hmm. with the leads program we have. All of those things are in place. We're not a one-stop shop. Not at all. We're not the company that you go out there and get you a big old high commission mm. and you don't ever get any leads, you don't ever get any support. Right. We've got a total package with, with having leads in-house leads program, having the opportunity to build and grow your own agency. Mm-hmm. If that's your desire and what you want to do, we're not going to hold anybody back no. from being able to do that. Yeah. But those things are the things that I think we have going for us that separates us from the other companies that we see out there. And and most importantly in all that is our people. Yes. You know, we've got some great people we work with both here in the home office, um, you know, and, and outside of here, you know, having and being around those type of people, the people that 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 we have working with us, when you can surround yourself with those type of people, you can't help but be successful. There it is. Often uh, imitated, but we cannot be duplicated. Uh, Russ, one of the things that I love about you the most is your energy. Uh, Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I've known you for over 10 years now, and the very first day I met you, you were a high-energy person, and you just had a ton of positivity and, and just a ton of energy in the moment, and every time I've seen you even if it was briefly, you still maintain that energy, and uh, it's very inspiring to myself and a lot of people. Um, before we get out of here, before we conclude this episode, is there anything else you'd like to say? Man, I'd just like to thank you for having me Definitely. today to do the podcast, and you know, it's uh, it's just such a great opportunity. I would I would challenge people out there, you know, especially if 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 you're on if you're looking for a career opportunity, you know, if you want to really have something for your family, there is an opportunity with here with senior life that you need to take advantage of. You know, I see so many young people today, and and when I say young people, I'm talking about people in their 20s, they're lost. Mm. You know, find your home, and and there's one here at Senior Life if you want to take advantage of that. But, man, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and it's always fun to be here, and and, and I love doing these things. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, RVP, legendary, Mr. Russ, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Thomas. Like we always say, senior life, all your life. All your life.